Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm excited because I've got some new intro music to kind of spice things up for the new year, and I'm really excited to just kind of do a sit-down chat and just kind of catch up and do a solo episode. For some reason, it feels like it's been such a long time since I've just sat down with myself and my microphone and just kind of recorded and talked to you guys, but I think just because of all the different guest episodes that I've been doing in the meantime between New Year's and January 16th. It's just really cool to kind of be able to sit down again and just chat, especially since I've got a lot of life updates. So you'll already probably know what I'll be talking about if you follow me on Instagram for the podcast. And if you don't, it's just at resiliency and running. But I basically have a lot of really great news and it all kind of happened within the span of a week. So there's a couple of different things. And one of them, which is like the biggest one I probably want to save for a future episode just because I have ideas with a guest that will potentially be on the podcast. And so I kind of want to just focus on the fact that I was invited to run in the London 2021 marathon. And I was invited specifically by Boston Children's Hospital, which I had applied to. And I genuinely, this is totally new to me. I didn't know that there was such a massive application process to kind of do these sorts of charity runs. And so I actually had a phone sort of interview with them and then there were a few weeks in between during the holidays that I didn't really hear from them and then this past Tuesday is when they actually emailed me and basically offered me a spot. As many of you already know from previous episodes, I am going to be moving to London anyways for work and so this is just kind of perfect and almost like the cherry on top. So I'm so excited to kind of do also just a marathon that isn't a trail marathon. If you haven't listened to my episode kind of sharing my first marathon experiences, you definitely should because I was not prepared. Well, I wouldn't say that I wasn't prepared because I had properly trained for about 16 to 20 weeks, but it was more unprepared in the sense that I had signed up for that marathon two days prior and just kind of road trip down with my parents to Oregon. And so it was kind of a last minute thing. And so this will be a lot different of an experience where I have obviously months in advance to plan and kind of focus on my training and my fundraising. So between now and October 3rd, I'll probably be sharing quite a lot about this, but I am fundraising for Boston Children's Hospital. It helps provide families with services not covered by insurance and supports research that can change the world. I will leave a link in the show notes for more information as well as how you can donate. And I will also be sharing more in this episode about the products that I launched to help fundraise. All proceeds from these products will go directly to Boston Children's Hospital. And so I will also be leaving a link for that as well in the show notes. I would love if you would consider giving, even if it's just $5, everything helps and it would greatly support the fundraising efforts that I am doing for the London 2021 Marathon. Keep listening if you'd like to hear more about how I am aiming to raise $7,500 for Boston Children's Hospital. So not sure if you caught it in that little blurb, but I am or I actually have launched my own products via my website, which is something that I launched this week as well. So two really big things that both happened on Wednesday of this week. So again, just a lot of things in the span of a week, but really, really exciting stuff. I'll leave a link in the show notes, but my website is just resiliencyandrunning.com. And there I kind of have a homepage as well as a products page for my merch. I'm calling it my merch, but it's essentially just iPad doodles and drawings that I do share on the podcast Instagram. And so far they've been put on stickers as well as eco-friendly tote bags. And the 
idea is that I will be coming out with more doodles and products in the coming months to help fundraise, but I would love if you would go and check that out. I think the website has also just kind of always been a plan that I had for the podcast, but I guess I just wasn't very sure of when. And then when I got the email from Boston Children's Hospital, it essentially just kind of made sense for me because I also do have a whole page on that site as to why I'm fundraising for Boston Children's and where those funds go, as well as just more info on me running in my second marathon and kind of, you know, I'll get into that in this episode as well. But I think it's just going to be a really great place to kind of have everything in terms of the podcast as well as my running and kind of fundraising marathon sort of stuff. It also has a link to the podcast pod page, which is something that I didn't learn about until someone from another podcast has told me about it. But essentially, it's a website where you can kind of just put your podcast on it. And it's a way for people to find it via web search, I guess. But it has all of the episodes in one place. And it's kind of just, I guess, another platform to be able to listen to episodes. So Resiliency and Running is now on PodPage as well. And we're kind of just getting out there. Now in this part of the episode, I kind of just wanted to talk a bit more about the actual running of my second marathon and kind of what it means to me and how I'm going to be preparing for it mentally and physically. I'm also kind of trying out a lot of obviously new sounds in this episode, but I'm kind of just wanting to establish better transitions and just come up with more fun ways to make the podcast more fun to listen to. Okay, I promise to not say fun anymore, but if you do have any comments or feedback, it would be greatly appreciated. So, I am running my second marathon and I have a lot of feelings about it. I'm obviously mostly very, very excited. And I think I kind of just in the back of my head knew that I wanted to run a marathon in 2021. I just wasn't really sure of which one. I think I've mentioned it in a previous episode, but a big part of this podcast is actually just talking about, you know, not only physically running from things in life, but also mentally. And I think whenever I think about marathon training now. It's kind of an emotional thing for me. Essentially, a year ago, I kind of just started marathon training without kind of the goal of marathon training, if that makes sense. I was really going through a tough time, I'd say. I think it was just a weird time where I had just been in Miami for Christmas, the December of 2019, and I had come back to London for January and February, not really knowing where I was going to be going with life and not really knowing if I was going to be able to stay because my student visa was going to be expiring in February or at the end of February. Not to mention, I had also just gotten my heart broken by a boy about this time last year. And I think I just started fueling a lot of this anger and frustration into my running. And that's when I started to see my mileage greatly increase just because I think a big part of me just really wasn't wanting to feel those emotions. And I think it's always really frustrating, obviously, to be ghosted and kind of be rejected in that way. And it really does play on your self-confidence and self-worth. And so I think I just really wanted to almost like numb the pain out and kind of just be running for hours on end and be listening to super intensive EDM music and kind of just try my best not to think about it. Obviously, these are not healthy coping mechanisms, but at the time, this was kind of just where I felt like I could just be on my own and kind of shut the world out almost. I mean, by now, a year later, as I'm reflecting on that, I have taken the time to kind of really sit with those emotions and the emotions of actually a lot of different friendships and relationships that were actually quite toxic. 
And I think it's important to take the time to do that and really realize how those people made you feel. But at the same time, I do believe in kind of having outside hobbies and things like drawing, working out, going to the gym, and that sort of thing to kind of have your own you time and really just fuel some of those feelings, whether they be sadness, anger, frustrations, into, you know, being artistic and drawing or going to the gym and lifting heavy weights or something. Whatever it is that's your niche and and whatever works for you, I think it's just really important to have that while you are taking the time to work on yourself. I think what's also coming to mind is a line that Nate Reich had said in my Paralympics episode with him. Him around being grateful for adversity, which sounds really weird when you think about it, but I do think and believe that a lot of strength and boldness comes from going through really tough things like heartbreak, for example, or moving or breaking up with friends. You know, I think it just really gives you an opportunity to kind of delve deeper into yourself and kind of really analyze what makes you strong and what kind of holds you back. What are some bad habits that you have and how can you remove those so that you can really be your best self? I think the moment that I said yes to a marathon training plan back in April of 2020 was truly the first moment that I really told myself, let's let's find something new and let's find something challenging instead of staying, you know, stuck in the past in my head and trying to go over what went wrong and why I'm in the place that I'm in. I mean, I think that coupled with the six-month break that I took from alcohol really truly helped me analyze a lot of these things in my life. But I think for me, as soon as I kind of made the shift in my head to wanting to improve in my running rather than just casually running, for weeks on end. I know I've talked about this before, but I used to kind of just throughout college and kind of in my master's as well, I really just only casually ran and it would be the same routine for years and years and years. And I think that's okay if you're not really looking to get anything out of it. But as someone who grew up playing quite a lot of sports and has always been quite athletic, I think I was kind of getting quite stagnant in my running. And I think as soon as I committed to half marathon training plans and then my first marathon, marathon training plan, it gave me a challenge and it gave me a new sense for adventure. I'm not saying that you have to commit to these intensive training plans, but I think it's just having that opportunity to commit to something where you're committing yourself to challenging your body and your mental strength and capacity and kind of pushing yourself to those limits to see what your body can withstand is really where you're going to meet your greatest achievements. I think it's still really wild for me to think back to to college and the routine that I used to have would be two to three miles a day during the week. And for weekends, I would always have the same weekend long run of a 10K, which I know for some people listening may be really long, which is fine, but it's just for four years. I kind of just, that was kind of like my stop, I guess. And that was like what seemed like the max that my body could handle. I particularly find this interesting because for about four years, I held myself back from running more and kind of achieving more. And I never once thought to run seven miles one weekend instead of six. And I think sitting here now, it's just crazy because I don't think that I could do the same routine every week. And I think I'm always looking for different challenges and different ways to shock my body so that I can try and see how far I can push it. I think whether or not you particularly run or if it's, you know, going to the gym, lifting weights, if it's drawing, if it's whatever your hobby is, I just think you need 
need something in your life where you're constantly looking to improve. Because if you're not and you're just staying in the same place and staying stagnant, I don't think you'll ever really learn what you're truly capable of. I still will find myself thinking back to my first marathon and still asking how in the heck I even finished that just because not only did I sign up for it two days prior, I did not read the fine print, which I think is, it might sound really weird, but I think I was just in such a rush to look for a race to do. I think even if I had read that it was a trail marathon, I still wouldn't have been phased because I, at that time, I had no idea that there was such a thing as a trail marathon. The way I like to put it is that I essentially learned what a trail marathon is by running one and it was honestly can say it was pure hell. I know I've shared stats before but the fact that I was running at 5,633 feet of elevation and then gained a further 2,464 feet of elevation during the marathon just completely blows my mind. I think I'm grateful for the marathon experience that I had because it's one that was so unique that I think a lot of the struggles that I endured during the run, I personally just felt like I really overcame a lot and really saw the limits that my body was able to push further and further and further. I mean, when I say trail marathon, it was no joke. Like, I think this trail could have honestly been like a hiking trail and the fact that it was so narrow just made it so daunting and we were meant to be following red flags and there were points where I felt like I hadn't seen a red flag in ages and I genuinely thought that I was lost. I even at one point, I think it was mile 13, maybe 12, maybe 14, I was going up a really, really steep hill and it was massively wide and it was very open, but it was just a lot of dirt. And I really, truly felt like I wanted to throw the towel in. I mean, I wanted to throw the towel in at mile three. Like I was not prepared by any means for this, but I remember specifically at mile 13 or 14, I made a friend, his name is Jonathan. And I don't know if he's listening, but we ended up following each other on Strava after because because somehow it linked us up because we had run the same route and we were running kind of the same pace. But I just remember meeting him at one of the water stations around that mileage time. And he honestly was such like a beam of like happiness and just positivity and really helped actually encourage me to keep going. And we were kind of chatting with each other at one point whenever we'd pass each other. And it, w- it was just kind of funny at that point because I think we were laughing at just how insane this trail was. It's so interesting that when you're in those really, really low points and you really feel like you're going to give up during a race that I almost feel like you kind of just mentally make friends with those around you because I feel like once you get into the first few miles of a race, you kind of are grouped with those people that are kind of pacing at the same pace as you. And I almost feel like I kind of give eye contact or they'll give me eye contact and it's kind of just like a keep going sort of thing. And that I think that's one of my favorite things about the race environment. I mean, obviously the London marathon environment is going to be incredibly different compared to my Oregon race up in the mountains, but I can't, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't incredibly excited. And I think it's just really funny because I used to actually plan my runs to kind of hit all the different landmarks within London. And so I think I'm really excited to do this route because it seems to hit all of the same or similar landmarks. And so I think I'm just really excited to kind of document and really share a lot on this journey to kind of training again for another 
another marathon, but really being able to not make the mistakes that I did in the first marathon and really share on what's kind of working for me and what's not. I'm also excited because apparently being a part of the Boston Children's Hospital team, we get our own kind of training plans and trainers. And so I've never really worked with a proper running coach or trainer. And so I'm excited for that experience, but I'm also kind of scared because I think I tend to be someone that really likes to do running on my own. I do sometimes like to run with people, but it's such a rare occasion if I like to run with you. And it sounds like an offensive thing, but I think it's just the fact that I always kind of hated running with my dad growing up just kind of speaks to me being very picky as to who and how I run. But yeah, that about wraps up the episode. I'm really looking forward to the next nine or so months in preparing and I welcome any questions or recommendations from anyone that's listening because I'm still definitely not a pro at this by any means. Again, would love if you would go and check out resiliencyandrunning.com. It's kind of been my baby and I've really just put a lot of hard work into it and I'm really excited about these products and again, all proceeds will go to Boston Children's Hospital and if you're interested in just donating, there are links for that in the show notes as well. But yeah, I hope to see you in the next episode.